And we are live. <laughs> Happy Goddess Temple Sunday, beautiful. And welcome to this conversation. And we are live. We are on with Abiola, and I'm hearing an echo. Goddess Temple because Sunday, today, and welcome to this We are broadcasting live from YouTube instead of Facebook. And the reason is this beautiful woman you see in the room with me energetically, who is Arzu Mountain Spirit. You're going to learn mm -hmm. all about her and her healing modalities in this conversation. I have the honor and the privilege that Arzu Mountain Spirit is our Garifuna healer who will be joining us at the Goddess Pray Love And you can learn more about that at goddesspraylove.com. Welcome, Goddess Arzu. Welcome. I'm so happy to be here. This is oh, so exciting. Yes, it is exciting. I'm looking at your background and your setting, and I'm proje astral projecting myself to where I'm right there with you. Oh, yeah. You guys are coming. I mean, you're going to get like a hundredfold of what you see here. Belize is beautiful all around. Yes, yes. So tell us a, a bit about you and your work. Please. Oh, yeah. Well, um, you already know I live in Belize. Uh, the place that we're going to is 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 not rainforest. It has um, a lot more richness, a lot more of a variety of, um, of fauna and flora. So you're you're going to get uh, we'll be able to talk about more plants there. But for now, I can talk to you about the ones that that you see around here. And before I forget, I do want to show you the crabboo tree. Yes. In, in saying that, I will say that what I do is I live in the realm of plants. Um, I communicate with plants. I also teach the um, the purposes, the missions of plant. Uh, a lot of plants come to earth with specific uh, purposes, for specific medicines for humanity. So I was blessed to have grown up in an environment where that was fostered in me, where um, I could hear uh, some of the whispers, I'm still learning, but I can hear some of the whispers of plants. So I concern myself with um, uh, communicating with the plants, coming to understand their offerings, what they bring uh, to humanity, uh, including in the fruits. It doesn't have to be like strictly um, medicinal. They're all medicinal, but all of the plant kingdom each has something to bring to us. So that's my thing. And um, I live here in Belize because everything grows here. And I had to be somewhere that didn't have so much concrete, you know. But can I show you the crabwood tree before? Yes, it's so pretty. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. Okay, so here we go. Hello, crabwood tree. Good morning, crabwood tree. <laughs> Those flowers. Oh, how beautiful! I hope that my mom is watching because, like you. Yeah love with plants and grew up in Guyana, you know, in the flora and fauna. And she was taught things like, you know, um, if a if a plant springs up in your yard, for example, you know, for it it probably Ooh. it's there to heal something. It's there to heal something. It's there <laughs> Yes? That is so absolutely true. And I'm so glad you said that. You, you must have read my mind because there's something my mother does. My mother, your mother, probably in, in a similar age group. And uh, I guess that was second nature to them. When my mother came to my house and she saw um, this particular plant growing, she didn't know the name of the plant. And, and it goes to show that it's not important. Knowing the recognition and the medicine it has is far more important than knowing the name. 
So she saw the plant, she didn't know the name and she started to cry because she said that I was going blind. I said, Ma, my eyes are fine. Oh Just, God. you know, yeah, I'm not going blind. She says, yes, you are. Look, that's the plant that grows to repair eyesight. <laughs> so, oh my goodness. <laughs> when, and their belief is that when you are developing an illness, God, Mother Earth is pushing medicine through the earth to get to you. Yes. So if you live in a concrete environment where nothing can grow, then she can't get to you. Yes. She can't show you, look what I can grow for you. Right. But when you live in an environment where things can naturally come through the earth, then you can read the, the earth and know what to prepare for. And sure enough, I, um, I was diagnosed with mercury toxicity, which severely affected my eyesight. And I was able to use that plant plus the, um, my sister who, she's not an herbalist, she's none of those things, but she went to the store to buy me some vegetables and all she can find was cilantro. So she bought two shopping bags of cilantro. And do you know the cilantro is the only herb that can pull mercury out of your bloodstream? Oh, wow. But that day, that's all she could find. So it's not so much my sister, but the yes. fact that that plant was trying to get to me. Yes. You know, oh. and that's how plant wisdom works. It's so, it, I mean, the synchronicity is just so beautiful and so perfect. So I live in that world and you can call me a dreamer uh, and maybe my feet are not completely on the ground, but I live in a place that's beautiful. I feel like I'm held like this. And before I was an adult, I had an assumption that everybody saw it that way. So you can imagine the crude awakening to find out that, oops, um, better stay quiet. So I go through long periods of silence. And this coming out of my silence is basically your fault, Abiola. You you brought me out. <laughs> I, was, I was fine. <laughs> I was quiet. As my students tell me, I was hiding because um, yeah. I still wrote, but I wouldn't speak. I wouldn't show my face. I just didn't want to come out. Uh, but that's not fair either. Because the plants show their faces, they show you their flowers, they, they come through the earth and show you everything, you know? And um, that's oh. the way I need, to, I need to, to emulate their lifestyle that way. So I, I want to, please help me. It's not, it's yeah. not it doesn't come natural to me, but um, so thank you very much for bringing me out. <laughs> You're absolutely welcome. That is my whole job and purpose and reason for being to help light workers for us to step into ourselves and be willing to be seen be willing well, to be seen that. because they're power in just being seen go ahead yeah. uh, no, you've done that with me uh you've done that with me you know and, uh, god bless you for your patience <laughs> even this little oh. doohickey this contraption here you know this whole uh what my mother calls a maybe Maybe is the Garifuna word for um, web. Oh. Like spider weaves. Yes. That's, that's maybe. And also when you have a ball of, of weed all kind of tangled up together, like a tangled up, uh, like a tumbleweed that's all tangled up, that's also a maybe. So that's what she calls this, but that's the World Wide Web. You know, these the old people have words. Yeah. yeah and when the you look at the formation, it really gives you a clear picture of what this is, you know, and no matter what, how woven and interwoven it is, we still find each other. We can look That's at us. 
we're finding each other. Yes, we're here together. Let's talk about what Garifuna culture is because if someone is watching and they're like, oh, okay, this sounds juicy, but what are they talking about when they say Garifuna? Okay, well, I know today there are a lot of people on the thread, they're on this uh, broadcast with us right now who are Garifuna, so chime in and say what you gotta say. Yes. Um, but the Garifuna are black people who everybody lied about because um, it was said that the only time that the black people that are in the world came out of Africa through slavery. So there's a Garifuna people, there's the Olmecs, there's other African tribes that lived outside of Africa and had full civilizations way before slavery. So what we did was we messed up the slavery market. And I'm, I'm saying that for a reason because it, the Garifuna comes with the word genocide. Mm. There was a genocide onslaught on us and every nation, every indigenous people who has experienced the genocide that the Garifuna have is not here. They're no longer here. And we're still here. There's a few of us, but we are still here and our culture is still intact. So um, the Garifuna people uh, were part of a civilization, a black African descent civilization that existed outside of Africa before slavery. So when the slaves um, were brought to America, there were some who remembered. They says, wait a minute, there's nations of black people. We need help. We need help. So when they escaped, they would make their way to Jamaica because it was in Jamaica as well. It was the entire Circum-Caribbean. It was an entire nation of African people. So when the slave owners and the people who invested in the trade market learned that there were other black people who were free and they were messing up the shipments yes, with yeah. these rumors, they purchased those lands. You know, suddenly they were owned by the British and the Spanish and the Americans, everybody who had, who had their foot in the slave trade, they purchased all of it and it split up. Some are Spanish, some are French and some are British. You notice that? Yes, Did you ever yeah. wonder? They just split it up amongst themselves and then began the onslaught of just de, just contaminating the cultures, uh, using them for all kinds of horrible things, bringing in diseases, and when that didn't work, they brought in the genocide. They just, uh, there was a, in 1695, there was a war in the Circum-Caribbean that killed most of the Arawaks in the Arawak nations. You don't see it in the history book, but guess what? It's in the library. Nobody's hiding it from you. I mean, they're not telling it you to your face. So in six, from 1695 to, um, I would say 17, um, no, the war started in 1765, excuse me. This was going on from the 1600s, but the war actually started in 1765 and lasted to 1795, 96. And it was a guerrilla war. We were the best warriors. And they saw that we were warriors. And all of this happened in St. Vincent. So that's where the remnants were. So when we could not be um, conquered, they burnt the entire island, everywhere we grew food, all of our homes. So everybody had to come out. They just set the whole, they torched the whole island. So everybody came out. And it was about maybe from 50 million people throughout that whole area, you went down to maybe 4,000 were left. And those were lined up on the beach and an order went out saying, separate the ones who don't look indigenous. And that meaning the ones who were born to the Africans who had been coming fresh from the yes. States. Yes. 
So they took all the ones that could be sold as slaves, put them on a ship and left all the light skinned ones that were basically children of the rapists and the conquerors and you know the colonists. Um, they, so they kept them and they took all the dark skinned ones, put them on three ships and sent them out. The first stop was Jamaica. We have a very special relationship with Jamaica because they had to go there and pick up food and pick up things, but we were chained. And we were being brought to the United States to be sold into slavery. But somewhere along the way, we ran into a Spanish armada. So the Spanish engaged the British. Uh, we don't really know what kind of hanky-panky went on, but somehow that ship uh, ended up going to Roatan, which is where the, the Antilles, where the black people of the Antilles uh, live. These are pure African people. And so we went there, and this is Roatan, it's called, and it's outside of Honduras. It used to be a British island. You asked me, so I'm telling you. So from there, we could only stay, it's a teeny, I tell you, it's a teeny, teeny, tiny island, right? But the British had this way of throwing a lot of starving people into one tiny area so that they can kill each other. You know, but these are African people, and we are by nature a peaceful people. You know, we fight to protect, and we know how to do that. Uh, so the, the, the leaders, the elders, uh, said to my ancestors, you really can't stay here. Well, you could stay here for about four months, but then you got to go and find place for your people. So by now from 4,000, there was maybe 1,700 who lived because 300 people died every month at sea. We were burying from Jamaica all the way to Rotan. We were throwing overboard like 300 bodies a month with no ceremony, which is what we're used to. Yeah. So it was a lot of crying, a lot of pain. So when we arrived in Rotan, we arrived in that condition. And so our brothers and sisters there couldn't, they couldn't just say, look, you can't stay here. They go, you can stay for four months and then we'll help you find somewhere else. So we started, we wandered uh, outside of Rotan to Honduras, to the mainland of Honduras, and we settled there. We settled in Triunfo de la Cruz, in uh, Trujillo, and all those, um, the villages. And the reason we were allowed to settle is because the Spanish had observed the way we fight. And they were engaged in a war with the British. So we were immediately drafted into their fighting army. But our ancestors were so wise that they said, we will not, we, you can see we would rather die. We will not fight for you unless you give us land. So the government of Honduras gave every general, every family that helped a piece of land. And so it was. Uh, with the war in Honduras, with the war in Guatemala, and the same thing happened when we came back to, to Belize, which used to be British, but now we were friends because they wanted people to help them fight, plus they wanted people to help with the logging of the mahogany trees. So that's what caused our, our ensconcing in Central America. We got our lands. Now, why that's incredibly significant for Garifuna is because that was 250 years ago, and now they're taking away our land. Ah. Uh. Again, again. They're taking it away. It was all a trick to get us to fight all of these wars, to hopefully die completely, but we didn't because we're good at war. So we're still here and that seems to be a burden. Uh, we're consumers. When we came to Belize, uh, we educated the entire country. If you look at any picture from any school at any time in the past 50 years, all the teachers are Garifuna. Garifuna, all of them and they're taking away our lands. We are the greatest consumers. You know why? Because the gross domestic product of Belize is um, tourism, right? 
49% of, of um, actually it's 54, but it's 49 to 54%. So it's like half of the billions that comes in to Belize is tourism. And tourism is dominated by the Garifuna people. We are the ones, they come to see our Jankunu, our yeah. reenactments, our, our rituals, to visit our temples, to eat our food, to sing our songs, to watch us dance, or just to be in the kindness of our villages. That's why tourists come here. But yet they're taking away our lands. But yet they're taking, they're, they're, they're taking them away right now, this minute. I was just in Belmopan last week in the Ministry of Lands. They're taking away our lands. We don't have the right to log in the forest because there's a Maya land claim. And the Maya were the ones who were not there when we were fighting the wars for Central America and when we were educating. We were educating them. And now the government has pit them against us. So they're giving them all the land or allowing them to make a claim to the land that has always been ours. So that's what we're going through right now. And that's why this it was a little sensitive for me going to the north of Belize because that's where uh, the fight is most obvious because all the indigenous people are here in the south. We are in the south. So what the, uh, the last effort that's going on right now is that the Belize, um, anybody with any kind of influence in Belize makes sure that every tourist stays in the north. So we're being we're being povertyized, right? So even they're even giving incentives, all kinds do not, they act like the South doesn't exist. So we are here with all of this tourism. We have grown the domestic product of Belize and now they've cut us off. Because people are still coming, but they're guiding them to the north. Mm, well so nobody's coming south. I know where next year's retreat is going to next be. Next year, that's right. And don't forget Jamaica. You could also tell. Yes. <laughs> going to Jamaica too. Yeah. So that's the Garifuna story. Um, and I, I shortened it, you know, boiled it down quite a bit. But that's basically where we're at. And as you can see, we are not a bitter people. Abiola, I know you're Arawakian. You're, you're, you've got the Garifuna seed because this, it's a, just a natural nurturing and forgiveness. That's, that's, that's just how we're written. You know, we're just hardwired that way. Yes. So that's us. Yes. That is we're us. Free black people. Yes. Yes. And I want to just share with you. Thank you. First of all, thank you so much for blessing us this morning with sharing with us, speaking truth to us about the journey. And I want to just read you some comments. So Goddess Allison says, I am in all right now goddess shanita is in the room uh Jedetab says we, uh, somewhere i am trying to find the comment but there was a oh here it is speak truth mother yes 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 and people are saying chills they are getting chills and says watch us rise anyway watch us rise anyway goddess bria is in the room and goddess ama is in the room and so i think that it is a blessing that you are bringing your energy to Northern Belize, because yeah. how we. dare they tell us, you know, like you, you, you have a right to be anywhere right. and everywhere, right. anywhere right. and everywhere. And true, so true you are bringing your magic and your energy and your healing, which is just so yes. incredible. So incredible. And I, th I think it's beautiful that you have Maya healers because yeah. since they've separated us from up there, uh, we don't have an issue with each other. We don't. 
And so I love the fact that there are going to be Maya healers there and that we will we will be able to commune and you know embrace and hug and share ceremony and that is just giving feeding the peace and love that exists between us and that's the truth yeah you know yes. that that's not staged that's not made up that is the truth yes that, i'm that, going i will be there i'm going north girl yes that is the truth and uh uh, there were a number of reasons why I chose Belize for the Goddess Pray Love Retreat, you know, including the reasons that you just stated, that it was very important for me, you know, I and, and no offense against anybody else and what they do, but I see a lot of, you know, my sisters who are coaches and healers and spiritual teachers, they go and they do a retreat somewhere that is completely separate from the land and the place. And we cannot separate ourselves from a land. We cannot separate ourselves from the history of a place where we're going. We're all internet connected with everything. Yeah. And so that's why when you and I sat down and we 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 planned, um, we looked at you know on the summer solstice, the circle, yes. the healing circle you're going to be doing with us. Yes. We looked at the moon. We started off yeah. and said, okay, yeah. what will the moon be? You know, that's right. Okay. And so can you speak a bit about how, because, you know, some of the things that for you and I may seem now like, okay, obviously we would look at the moon. Yes. Maybe strange to some people because I've had people contact me and say, you know, well, I, I want to come, but this seems scary to me. Yes. They're, 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 you know, and it, and it, it boggles the mind. Like, it's like, okay, it seems natural to us things like, like, for example, I love high heels, no offense against it, but it seems natural that you would squeeze your feet into stilts and walk around like that's natural, but being barefoot in a, or, or something like that, that is natural communicating with the moon, being together in sisterhood in circle like that now is strange to us. It's very topsy turvy. Yeah. Yeah. And a number yeah. of women who will be coming goddess Arzu, um, you know, a number of us, it's, it's very interesting, you know, when a group gathers, even though it seems by accident, it's never by accident, are having various kinds of womb issues from, mm -hmm. uh, you know, someone's coming who has endometriosis to a number mm -hmm. of us who have fibroids and, you know, fertility issues and a number mm -hmm. of different womb challenges that are coming together. Can you speak to that, please? Sure. Um the um we have to look at the everything that god created each having its own element and i don't mean each individual thing i mean groups of things right it's like for example the ocean the ocean has its own energy but it's the same energy that it's in all the bodies of water whether they're salty or not in every drop of rain so it's that's what i'm i'm talking about that common denominator Amongst plants, it's that inherent spirit of plants. And in the air, it's, it's the same thing. It's what the birds see. So each one of the elements, the same thing with fire. There's something that's consistent through all fire, whether it's blue fire, red fire, butane, wood, whatever. it's consistent. So it's those common denominators where the, the spirit and the soul of the element is. So in our culture, we concern ourselves with being in constant harmony with all of those elements. And, and that's why we, we were able to survive so many vicissitudes. That's what our existence shows. You can put an onslaught of demonic energy on, on anybody, but if you have the protective forces in mindfulness, in balance, you can call on them and they'll look out for you. So for us in that crossing was the sea, the sea and the wind. There was a favorable wind that brought us to 
Roatan, and another favorable wind that borders to, to Trujillo. So we are very concerned with keeping that relationship. So the ceremonies that we have, all Garifuna ceremonies are to establish and foster relationships with the elements that protect us. And these elements are just languages of God. Yes. God doesn't talk like you and me. God yes. talks like Krabu. That's God talking, right? Yes. The breeze blowing when I'm hot to, to soothe me. The water cooling me. The, the salve on a, on a plant soothing uh, whatever irritation I have. That's God working. So this business about seeing God separately somewhere there where you have to go somewhere else to be able to, no. We are born with this inherent inalienable right. We are born connected to God. We are born connected to the creator. And so that's what these ceremonies are about. So when the portals open twice a year with the, um, is it the equinox? One is four and one is twice. Um, with the equinox and, and the solstice and every full moon and every new moon, these are all openings, these are windows, right? The solstice is extremely significant. That's why I, I didn't wanna use the word moon because the moon is, is a reflection of the 17 hours of light that we get from the solstice. Yes. <laughs> right? So so it's it's a reflection. It's still significant, it's still important, but I thought, "Oh my god, I can't I can't ignore the daddy. I can't ignore the source." You know, um you could do a ceremony for the mirror, but you can do the ceremony to the source itself. So yes. the solstice is the source. That's our father son. That's yes. father son. I think right this the soul soul yeah. exactly exactly so we use these openings to establish and foster that relationship so if you didn't have one with your daddy son this is where you have one and if you have one this is where you enforce it where you strengthen it where you can get advice you can bring all of your troubles in a solstice you can bring everything and just dump it there because it will burn with that good fire. Mm. It will burn with that good fire. And the ashes that are left would all be uh, nutrition for you. Because you didn't need that. It's, it's a good opportunity in that midway, that opening, to bring the things that no longer serve you. Now, the purpose of the moon, which is this last one, which is horrendous, by the way. I don't know how it affected you, but this last moon was. It was yeah, the pink moon that just left. I just wow. sent an email about it. It was, it had some stuff. That's that was heavy. It had some stuff, this pink moon. That, that has some stuff. But that moon was in charge of bringing light to dark spaces. Very few moons can do it like this one. And it was in Scorpio, which made it worse because Scorpio is learning through loss and learning through death. So here we are, your shining light in these dark spaces, but you can't get away from it. Mm. You can't because it's a, a moon. You, you Once you're, it's reflected to you, you can't deny that it exists over there. Yeah. Like you can look at something that's real and you can say, oh, you know what? I don't believe that exists. But when it's a reflection, that's confirming to you that it's there. So even when you turn away from it, you, you can still see it. Yes, once so, it cannot um, be unseen. I'm sorry, go ahead. Right. No, 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 I'm, I, this is, it's a dialogue. So um, th these are the times when we uh, confirm our obligation to these elements, when we affirm our relationship to these elements, when we give gratitude, acknowledgement and gratitude to these elements. So on this day for the ceremony that we're doing um, up in Moscow, this is 
the solstice. This is for connecting with father, son. Yes, we have mother and grandmother moon at night, but that is a reflection of father, son. And we're not, we're not gathering in a full moon. It's a first quarter. And again, the first quarter is about getting rid of stuff. Yes. First quarter moons, you cannot come into first quarter moon dangling with things. If you do, she'll just yank it off of you. So it's it's a little it's a little more aggressive and abrasive if you're carrying stuff that you don't need to. It's so by the time you get to the solstice, you'll be really light and your vessel will be free to receive light and fill up with light. And it'll last you six months. The light that you collect from the solstice will last you for half a year, six months. It is a time when the sun is the highest in the sky. And yes, it is the longest day. It's, it's a beautiful time. It happens once a year. And we as humans who reside in this platform have an obligation to honor that. We ask for all kinds of things from the element. We ask God for all kinds of things. But what do we give back? Like, what do we do? We, 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 we take pills. We put stuff on our skin so that the sunlight doesn't affect us directly. We, we, we steer away from everything that the sun gives us. It, there'd be no plants without the sun. We, what would we be? And so these are the times when we consider, ceremoniously consider the benefits from this element, what it gives us and what it does. And this is where we understand our, not just our connection, but our place, our place on this earth. And so when you walk away, when you go back to your life, you are centered. You're good. That's why. Yes. 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 And what could be more natural than that? So I'm hoping that the people who contacted me and said, you know, well, I'm wanting to come, but I'm afraid. I'm wanting yeah. to come, but you know, that seems, you know, we we get we get addicted to our comfort zones. I know, but you know, that's very real. That's really and that's part of the struggle that's real. My Jetty who's on she says, Oh, the struggle is real, Mama. It's always real. Um <laughs> That fear, I believe it's absolutely necessary because you know fear has a, a shadow function, but it also has an enlightened function. Fear can get you to do stuff that you were never gonna do. You weren't gonna do it, don't lie. You weren't <laughs> gonna do it. You weren't, but because you're scared, ooh, maybe I better do it. You know, so fear is good, but fear also brings an alertness and mindfulness and an awareness into a space where it wasn't before. So there is really a good enlightened side to fear. It's, it's, don't be afraid of it. Remember the man said, you have nothing to fear but fear itself. Yes. But we fail to see that fear has a place. It makes us move, it makes us aware. Anything that shines light is part of what shines light into dark, dark places. So instead of like trying to, to, to brainwash yourself saying, oh, I'm not afraid, I'm not afraid, go ahead and feel the fear. Yes. And look at what it is. Do And the question is, do I need this? Does my life need this or no? You make the decision right there. Does my life need this or no? Now you find that people who are not in touch with their life needs or don't respond to the call of their own spirit, they're gonna have a problem with it because they can't respond with, like, it's like a baby asking for food. You just feed it. You don't reason with it. Oh, I'm afraid of, you know, maybe the food will give them a stomach ache. No, you feed it. Yes. Right? You feed it. And also when a baby breastfeeds, that baby doesn't go, wait a minute, what's in that milk? What 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 you eat yesterday? The baby doesn't do that. You you haven't seen a baby breastfeed? 
<laughs> yes. grab the breast and they, and that's the example for us humans when it comes to the natural elements. When they appear in these portals to give us energy, we go and we feed like an innocent baby because that energy is good for us. That, that energy is for the evolution of our spiritual mission. Why would you say no to that? What do you think you're doing here? Mm. What, just eating and sleeping and pooing and eh? Really? <laughs> it's, it's way more to it than that. So when we start walking in spirit, it's not just talk. It's our spirit, but in the spirit realm, all the other spirits are there, just like all these other people are here and all these other things are here. You can't walk with spirit and shy away and just pick pieces, the pieces that work and the pieces that don't scare you. You can't just pick the pieces that don't scare you. If you're going to walk, you walk and you walk feet first. You walk, walk, yeah. and then the rest of your body gets carried. Because what we do when we're overthinking, my grandma would say, you're walking head first. Mm. You don't walk head first. You walk feet first. And, and this is an experience that I would love for every human to have this experience, but everybody's not at that stage of their natural spiritual unfoldment. But uh, my guess is that all the women who are connected to you uh, and all the people who have found themselves in our wake are ready. Yes. They are ready. And not only are they, they ready, they have other people who are also ready. So if you can't come, and I was telling someone this this morning, you know, they're, they're so busy lamenting that they can't attend because of work schedule, then send somebody else. Mm. That's how I was raised. That's how my spiritual teacher raised me. She, she almost slapped me one day when she was telling me about a, a, a moon circle, a gathering. Um, and my, I was like, oh man, I can't. I went into that space, I was like, wow, I can't go. She said, what is wrong with you? You're not the only one in this world. You don't know somebody else who can benefit from this? You know, don't ever tell me you can't go unless you're the only one in the world. But I'm telling you because you are, a, if you're a vehicle, you're a communicator, then you tell others. Yes. You tell others. And that's something that I notice that we women are not doing. We find something that's good, that tastes good. It's not a man. Stop it. <laughs> tell everybody how good it is. <laughs> yes. You know yes. I mean? Tell yes. everybody how good it is. Yes. And and I noticed that with all the retreats, they go back and, and they're very quiet. I mean, they, and they make phenomenal leaps and bounds with their lives from the retreat. But if you're keeping it to yourself, what are we talking about here? Yes. You know, part of the mission is telling people. And in telling people, you get uh, benefits from the universe. In yes. just telling somebody else. In fact, I was, I was sharing. If in just sharing a post that encouraged you, you are getting benefits for that. That's a good act. That's a Samaritan. That's a good Samaritan. That's a good deed. Yes. So I'm about peppering our lives and populating our lives with as many good deeds, as many random acts of kindness, and just to continue to make that like a natural thread. It's very difficult to do in this world, but we can do it. You know, you, you, what's so hard about making a determination that I'm going to do something good for somebody else today. So that good that I do for somebody else could be just telling them about this retreat or encouraging them about this retreat. Like when I pay for, for um, the young girl's high school education, I don't have to go to high school. 
I don't have to go to school with them. And I don't have to, I just, I just help them out that way. And even if I can't pay the full tuition, maybe I'll pay a little bit. So we can help each other like that. We think nothing about giving someone an expensive show. Oh, this is, I have a problem with Christmas. Giving all these expensive gifts. Hey, that's a $500 gift. You could pay that on somebody's retreat. Yes. Yes. You know, oh you could do that. We're yes. spending 900 and between 900 and $10,000 on hair now as black women. Yes. Yes. Take a little hair money. Hey, come to the retreat. Yeah. Either you come or help somebody else come. Else. Yes. Yes. It's, it's, it's so funny that you say that. Yes. That, you know, we will, it, sometimes people will say, Oh, well, I, I wish that I could, you know, come to the retreat or I would like to be able to do that. And then they're spending that on a bag or as you said, right. on, on but also they won't say any, they won't say anything to anybody because they can't go. They won't, they won't spread it. They, they block the fortune. Yes. And it's yes. their own fortune that they're blocking because anytime you come across anything good, find a way to share it. That's yes. my thing. That's, that's why you and I have fortune in our lives, because I think we, that's what we do. We yes. come across good things and we share it. That's how we ended up in this business. <laughs> this yes. is about sharing everything that's good about life, everything that's empowering. That's what this is about. And what could be wrong with that? I ask you again. Yes. And what could yeah. be wrong with that? You have some comments that I would like to read for you, Sister Arzu. So yes. Brooklyn29 says, you have pretty skin, Arzu. Ooh, thank you. <laughs> and uh, Plum City says, even seeing the trees behind you is doing something for me. This is so wonderful. Thank you for sharing. Goddess Allison says, I am ready. Goddess Allison, yes, my beautiful sister, let's talk you. I know Goddess Allison, she is one of my uh, VIP goddesses. You absolutely need to be with us in Belize. You've been saying that now for a few months. And so as Goddess Arzu was saying, when you're feeling that call, answer it. Even Don't wait until you're not afraid. That's what I say right. all the time, exactly like you it's said. It's not gonna happen. Don't wait until you're not afraid. Don't don't wait until you're not afraid. And uh, God says gold nuggets. Thank you, gold nuggets. Thank you. Well, I know that Goddess Arzu, that you are a farmer, and we are getting into your day now. So I know that you have to go. So is it what is it that you would like to share with us? You know, for people who are watching, who are considering joining us at the Goddess Pray Love Retreat, they can learn more at goddesspraylove.com. Okay. Yes. What would you like to okay. share? Um, something has come to me that, and thank you for giving me the space to share it. Um, something has come to me about um, purging. This, both the, the, the planetary alignment, the energy of the moon and the energy of the sun and the time of the year all lend themselves to um, helping us like a vacuum cleaner to get rid of toxins, spiritual, emotional, and physical. So if you're carrying anything that you're ready to get rid of, especially the thing that you have not been able to get rid of, that's it. The, the very, because that's what this alignment is about. That very thing that just keeps coming back and coming back and coming back and you just, you know, even despite yourself, you can't get rid of it. It's not you, it's not you. This energy 
is helpful in dislodging that from you. Because it's very difficult to detach from things that harm us when our energy is not strong enough to detach it. I mean, it's easy to say, but to actually do it. So uh, this retreat, I think it's happening at uh, the perfect time uh, for those people who have things or issues that have been hanging on and they can't get rid of, bring them here and you will leave them here. Yes. You will leave them here. This is the time to do that. And that's what I had to say. Mm, yes, bring it, bring all of your stuff. Bring it. Like, like I say, leave it at the altar, which is Belize yeah. for us in this case. Yeah. Bring it and leave it. Thank you so much, Goddess Arzu. Thank you. An incredible force of light that is on this planet. And I am so blessed and honored that you are a part of the treat and I'm just blessed and honored that you are my sister in this work on on this planet and I just want to just say thank you deep bow deep gratitude thank you thank you thank you goddess Abiola yes so, yes I'll so see everybody I'll see you here in Belize yes um, when you come we will see you all in Belize. Head over either, you can drop me an email if you have questions, business at abiolabrams.com or leave your comments somewhere um, and I will find it. Or just go to goddesspraylove.com and register, register and join us there. Take the step yes. feet first, as Goddess yes. Asu said, feet first. Feet first, take the head out. <laughs> okay, happy Sunday, my happy Sunday. Same here, beloved. I'm here. Bye -bye. See you. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye. Thank you for watching.